Soul Recovery is not just this podcast. It is a community. And each month on the first Monday, we get together on Zoom to support each other. I give a topic, then we break into small groups. It's a powerful way to be seen and witnessed and heard and supported through your own soul recovery journey. This is free to attend and open to everyone. Go to the website to register. The next one is May 6th from 6 to 7 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Also, in June on the 8th and 9th is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Welcome to Recover Your Soul. My name is Rachel Harrison, and this is a podcast about recovery, spirituality, positive psychology, and life. I started recoveryoursoul.net out of the positive changes in my life that came from recovery of alcoholism and control addiction. These changes have been profound, and I felt guided to share these spiritual tools with you through this podcast and with personal coaching. I'm even on my path to become an ordained minister, but more importantly, I'm on this spiritual path with you. Together, we can share hope and support to recover your soul. Thank you for listening, and I hope this episode offers you tools and inspiration to help you have a full and happy life. And so here we are. It is the beginning of December, the year 2020, the year of the pandemic the year of the great pause, what will be called the before times before the pandemic. And this has also been my first year of doing this journey of recover your soul. And as we come to the end of the first season and a little break for the end of December to regroup and and just pull in as much of the joy of the holidays, even though it's going to look very different this year than it has in years past. I just have such a gratitude for anyone who's been on this journey with me, one episode or all the episodes so far. And I also have a real awareness of the look back on my life from where I was just a few years ago. I'm coming up on in February, it'll be three years of recovery from alcoholism. But looking just at the changes in my life, even from the beginning of that journey, where each day I wake up with a joy and excitement and expectancy of what the days have to come, and a gratitude that I really want to be of service, that I want to be part of the universal good, the greatness, the love, and be sharing that with the world over my past, which was trying to control the world around me and the discomfort and that I felt like I personally was responsible to take care of what needed to be taken care of. So here we are. What do we want to talk about and what really has been coming across my mind lately? And one of the things that I've heard said that I've related to so much in the past is the piece where we have internal negative thinking. We have internal negative beliefs about ourselves. And those internal negative beliefs create an environment and a culture 
and send out energetic vibrations to the world that create the life that we are in. So when I was actively drinking and incredibly unhappy and my life felt incredibly unmanageable, my inside voice of who I feel like I am was very different than the inside voice of who I feel like I am today. And what I realize is that those negative thoughts, those negative aspects of our personality are what we bring to ourselves. It keeps us from the life that we want. It keeps us from our potential. And one of my episodes is about the ego. And we all have this ego inside of ourselves that can also be a very active judge. And that judge is in there repeating the patterns and the things that our parents said to us and that school said to us and society said to us that kept us out of danger, that kept us safe, that kept us toting the line. And for some of us, those voices are loud and they are discouraging and they can be detrimental to us. But we have a choice every single day about how we're going to listen to that voice. We have a choice every day about if we're going to look at those negative beliefs that we have about ourselves and whether we're going to continue to let them take us over or whether we want to do something different. And what I found from my spiritual journey is that I have had to want to make the change. I'm 50 years old. I'm just getting it. And I've been working on this a long time. This is recovery time is not my first rodeo. This is my second major time of recovery in terms of trying to stop drinking from alcoholism. But I have been on the spiritual journey all these 50 years. But the switch that switched within me is different. And it's different because I think I wanted the change in a different way than I wanted it before. I wanted it given to me before. I wanted the world to come to me and provide me with solace, make it comfortable for me to come the way that I thought and that it should be, that I thought that people should be. And one of those aspects is self-righteousness, right? That you want, that I wanted it to be the way that I thought that was the right way to be. Recently, I was watching a docu-series on Netflix and something that one of the women said in the docu-series sounded like something I would have said and that I've heard many friends say. And she was describing her social anxiety. She was describing her anxiety of herself. And she said, oh, on the outside, I look calm, cool, and collected. But on the inside, in here, it's a mess. And something really hit me about the way that she said that, because I used to feel like that. I used to put on that mask that was showing on the outside that everything was just fine. Everything was fine. Fucked up, insecure, neurotic. What's E stand for? I can't remember. But it was 
on the outside, this perception that I wanted everyone to think that I had it all together, that my family had it all together. And on the inside, I was a puddle of sadness. And so that puddle of sadness from the inside is really what we are sending out to the world. Yes, you may be able to pull the wool over people's eyes and you may be able to have a mask that looks fine from the outside. But the people you really care about and the people who are interested in really knowing and understanding you can see that depth of how you feel about yourself on the inside. The confidence must come from underneath. It must come from internal. And my belief in the changes that have happened with me is that confidence has come because I've switched it from thinking that I personally am the one that has to be confident to a real connection with source and higher power. And a belief that that higher power is working through me and with me and that connection to love, that connection to the infinite availability of potential is actually where the rubber hits the road. That is what is doing it for me. And the more I can relax into that, the more opening there is for that inside peace to feel positive. No matter what happens in our lives, we have to practice this piece of control of our own internal belief. And our subconscious does 80% of what happens to us, and we don't even know what the subconscious is thinking. Those are those old belief patterns. Those are those old structures that were built when we were children that we have allowed to gain strength in us. If we feel like the world is against us and we're a victim of the world, that is where our subconscious is coming from. If you believe that the world is providing you with opportunity and that there are great things coming to you, then your subconscious is thriving off of that fuel. So the more that we can lean on having the awareness of what our positive traits are and let go of what is not serving us. Stop to look at what we have in potential and stop looking at the outside world at where we think that those people are better than us. Oh, if I could just be as beautiful as whichever movie star or as thin as whichever movie star or as smart as that person that I work with or as beautiful a singer as somebody that I listen to on the radio, then then my life will be okay. You are trying to be somebody else instead of yourself. And the truth is, our present reality is all there is. The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle is a profound book about being here now. That we spend our lives regretting the past and being fearful of the future. And I think one of the greatest gifts that I've received is to just be here now. This moment while I am speaking to you for this podcast is the only moment I have right now. 
And I am working so hard to not be caught up in what was or what I'm worried about in the future. That I can just be here with you and with myself and with spirit in this moment. And the more that I work on that positivity for myself, that underlying feeling about what I have for myself, a lot of that is letting go of the past. It's about not having shame for something that I may have been in the past. And as you work the 12 steps, if you have an interest in working them, regardless if you have an active addiction of a substance or a behavior that is addictive, or whether you want to use the 12 steps as a tool to help guide you through the recovery of your soul, to guide you through the steps of finding peace and connection to your higher power and relieving yourself of the need to be the God in your life. It allows you in the steps to get to a place where you can make amends for and release the past. There's the piece of being in denial, which can be negative, and there's the piece of really letting it go and being now. This reality, this moment, is the only reality that we have. So when you fill your thoughts and your conscious and your subconscious with a positive energy and a lightness, then those Aspects of yourself that you are hard on yourself can start to let go. And I get that that is a lot easier said than done. And I get that we all have trauma and we all have fear. But if you cannot be your greatest champion, along with your connection with your higher power, then you are going to be waiting for the world to show up for you in ways that it is likely to not show up for you. I hope that I have been a good parent. And I know in a lot of ways I failed my children. But at this point in their life, at 21 and 24 years old, it is entirely up to them to take whatever happened in their life and to create the life that they want for themselves. And I will be here cheering them on, but they have to cheer themselves on. And for myself, that awareness of how I wanted to be approved of by somebody else, that I get that that is so much for all of us, that we want and need somebody else to give us the permission to be wonderful. When we really need to give ourselves the permission to be wonderful. And to realize we're never alone in our efforts. We're never alone in how this works, whether you live alone and you are a introvert and you don't see very many people in the world, or whether you're an extrovert and you're surrounded by people. In the end, your internal voice about what you think about yourself is what is being sent out into the world and creating the life that you live. So how do you change that? So how do you start to make an awareness that your inside belief of yourself is not quality, is not the best? 
I believe those changes come with awareness and that you don't know what you don't know until you start to look for it. So to be honest with yourself, to begin to really look at those aspects of yourself that are positive and those aspects of yourself that are negative. What are your positive traits? What are your negative traits? How can you begin to grow the positive ones and begin to let go of and change the negative ones? And this isn't about beating ourselves up and having expectations and saying, oh my God, I'm never ever going to get well because I have, I'm terrible at time management and I'm just, I'm going to, I'm a failure. That is not going to be helpful. But to be aware of your time management, to be mindful that that's something that you want to change. And then on the other side, to look at something that is a benefit to you, a positive to you, your connection with people, your ability to have people be inspired or to make people laugh or to make them feel loved. You concentrate on those aspects. And as you look at what the negative ones are, there's also the piece of how had that served you? What piece of something that is continuing to run in our life have we held on to because it protected us in some way or it felt like it worked or it did work at some point? I know for me, alcohol worked until it quit working. It made life fun and covered up my feelings and had a piece that worked until that was not what was happening. And I can also say that my desire to control and be the person who kind of was the orchestrator of of how things went together worked really well until I took it too far. Somebody has to be in charge. Somebody has to be the one that packs the groceries and makes the meals and makes sure the kids are fed and went to school and has clothes and that our lives ran. And those are beautiful, important traits that I had of being able to run a household. But the negative parts came when it didn't go the way that I wanted to or that I visualized that it looked like would be the perfect quote unquote family life. And then I started to overdo it, over control. What can we do for ourselves to see the best in ourselves and begin to make those changes in our subconscious? I'm a big fan of affirmations and coming from unity and new thought and metaphysics, affirmations are a huge piece of how you can start to program your mind and your subconscious, and kind of fake it till you feel it. That it can be too easy to fill our minds with negative talk. And we can talk negatively about ourselves. Most of us would be, it's a lot easier if someone were to say, tell me something you, you wish that you could change about yourself. than it is to say, tell me something that you are really proud of who you are. It is hard for us to talk kindly about ourselves. And so using affirmations is a way to create words 
that are easy to remember that put positive parts into our mind, that speak to that inner self, that allow us to connect with that inner self. And for me, those affirmations come in meditation. And it's important for me to find space for meditation in my life every day. And that was not something that came before. I had a lot of chaos in my life. I think I used the chaos to cover up any of my actual feelings that I had, that I didn't want meditation or silence or quiet or stillness because I would be affronted with myself and my lack of confidence that I had. And so now to be in a place where my brain has thawed enough from being a daily drinker and my emotions have come in a way that I didn't have them before, that those affirmations that allow me to find that quiet, still voice in myself and to begin to believe that I can improve the positive aspects of myself and those positive traits so that it can overwrite the negative ones. And to have looked deeply at those pieces of my character that were not working for me or were detrimental and begin to make changes about how to let them go. So an example of an affirmation would be If I wanted to let go of anxiety, I could say something like, I allow the inner peace of my mind to connect with my higher power, knowing that all is well in my life. Something as simple as that in repetition. Sometimes my greatest affirmation is, all is well. I'm at peace. I am connected to my higher power. Let me be of service to spirit today. Sometimes my affirmations are the serenity prayer. God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. The power to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. As soon as my mind starts concentrating on those negative aspects of myself, those inside negative aspects of myself, I know I need to do a recheck. I know that I need to look again at what my mind is doing because that energy is what I'm sending out into the world. And if you are listening to this, you have an understanding already that your thoughts are powerful. That if you believe that there is goodness and light and wonderment in the world and that you will be well cared for, that energy is being sent out and coming back to you. And if we have thoughts that say nothing good is ever going to come to me, I'm a piece of crap and I will never have enough money and I'm never going to be good enough. It is very hard for the universe and for spirit to give the energy that you need because it is feeling lack. It is feeling the darkness. And I should do, I think in January, I'll do a whole um, maybe series on prosperity 
which has been another tremendous change in my life of letting go of lack financially. Not that we don't have to worry or think about finances, but it's a very different energy. And so when I come to this place of how do we feel about ourselves? What is that underlying thing? And now how I can say that my outsides meet more of my insides. And through that, I really believe that the steps are being laid out for me in a way that has brought all this joy and happiness and connection and opportunity and insight and ideas into my life. So how do we continue to move forward? I offer you the suggestion and the prescription of being mindful of what that internal voice says. And if your internal voice is saying that you're not good enough, to really take a look at that, to explore what that is and why that is your core belief of yourself, why that subconscious is coming from that. And start to look at your positive aspects, to start to be your greatest cheerleader. You are amazing. You have potential. You are special, uniquely you. You are here to be your uniquely you self. And that is different for every single person. So be the best that you can be. Eliminate those negative aspects of yourself. Strengthen the positive parts of who you are. And let's all recover our souls together. Until next time, namaste. I hope you enjoyed the episode. My goal is to have at least one little nugget or a little something that you can take into your daily life to help your well-being and your level of happiness. If you're interested in learning more about Recover Your Soul, you can go to the website recoveryoursoul.net. There you can find blogs by myself and guest bloggers, as well as being able to book personal coaching sessions with me, Rachel Harrison. We also have a new donate button in case you're not interested in coaching, but would really like to help support this podcast. We thank you and look forward to next time. The Recover Your Soul podcast and its content is for educational purposes only and is not allied or representative of any organizations or religions. It's based on the opinions and experience of Reverend Rachel Harrison. Recover Your Soul claims no responsibility to any persons or entity for any liability, loss, damage, or cause alleged to be caused directly or indirectly as a result of its use. Applications or interpretations of the information represented herein. Take what you need and leave the rest.